inches. That's not so hot. I guess uh, this guy's gonna die. It's on top it of the car. It's on top of the car. <laughs> what do you want in a sandwich? Ah, I want guff. Welcome to AV Club 69. No talking, it's about to start. Ho, ho, ho! Merry bloody Christmas to all of you. It's me, Rob, here, ready for another great episode of AV Club 69. Because it's December, it's Christmas time. Hello, Mark. How, ho, ho are you? Uh, hello, Rob. Bar humbug, I say, to ah. the lot of it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Oh, you know. Scrooge McDuck over there. That's right. That's right. D- diving into my massive swimming pool of copper coins. <laughs> Painful yet satisfying. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah. So you ready for another another dive into a film you haven't seen? Yeah, I am. And of course, as you mentioned there, you know we got the Christmas theme happening this time, so it opens up a whole new dimension of of wonder and also terrifying possibilities. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's Absolutely. do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, this time, listeners, I have been the one bestowed upon to watch a Christmas movie. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to see if Mark can work out the twists and turns of this movie. And um, he doesn't know the title, doesn't know anything about it whatsoever. So going to use some of your special cards, Mark, throughout the uh, throughout the episode to see if you can um, nudge, nudge yourself in the right direction and reveal some truths or some hilarious dialogue yeah as we said before we've got our flip the script revealing some future dialogue down the line we've got the MacGuffin magnet drawing out those character motivations and finding the sort of useless totem that's dragging this whole festive pile along (laughs) and a few others in there that will help me yes navigate the treacherous icy road that lays ahead absolutely so, without further ado, let's roll that film. Deck the walls. I mean, halls. <laughs> we start with a very famous Christmas song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That song. Yeah. You know that song? Do, 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 I know. Do, do, That's do, 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 a classic. Do, do, do. It's in the I mean, repertoire. Yeah, it, it really year. is. I mean, it sets the tone nicely, I'd say. We see a busy Chicago street with Christmas decorations full of Christmas shoppers everywhere. We wow. even <laughs> I know, it's magical. You even see a Santa sleigh being pushed by a subway train. Oh, <laughs> well, that's one way to get around. Yeah, I've never seen that before. It's, uh, it's, yeah, sat- it's actually a guy waving and the tram is pushing him along the tracks. So he's either he's either very good at hiding his terror or he's generally just yeah. scared and just waving for help instead. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> only in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, only in Chicago where the Santa gets stuck on the tracks but no one will stop the train. I'm really late for work, you fool. I don't care if you are Santa. <laughs> So he's waving and he's, 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 he says happy holidays on the front of the train. So we get a bit of a montage here. You know, we're getting a full-on start, the feel of Chicago Christmas. Nice. We see a massive Christmas tree inside a shopping hall. And then we start swapping, swapping and changing from one person to another. So we see a man in an apartment wrapping a present. He's looking very jolly. 
and the music's still playing, obviously. But then he realises, what's he done with the wrapping paper that's really silly, Mark? He hasn't, like, you know, stuck it to himself somehow whilst <laughs> trying to wrap this present. Not quite, but he's got it the wrong way round. So he's oh, like, oh, shucks. Rookie mistake. Yeah, what an Shiny idiot. side up, people. Shiny <laughs> side up. So we see a Santa, like a ring in the bell, standing on the side of the street. And this man is dressed in a overcoat, you know, smart man. So he, he throws some money in, and Santa just stands there looking non-impressed, ringing his bell. Can you guess what he throw, that guy throws in next? Oh, well, if he's not impressed, I'm assuming he's going to be throwing in some sort of buttons or like a mint or something. Probably <laughs> not, a humbug, like the candy. I mean, not that would quite. be really so, just symbolic. <laughs> yeah, he could put a humbug in there. That would be quite funny. Um, so if he thinks, right, he's putting the money in, but that's not quite enough. He's decided to go full... He's dug deep, full Christmas spirit. He's put a check in there. A <laughs> check. <laughs> no, he throws his wallet in there. Wow, okay. I mean, look, that is definitely you know, next level generosity. But there's also a practicality. What about his driver's license? Well, that's the thing. I think uh, maybe his life's falling apart a little bit. Okay. He's looking quite sad. And uh, this is sort of showing us that Christmas is all fun for everybody. But he also throws something else in there. Can you have a guess what that might be? Oh, what is it? His dignity? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But what, what kind of dignity in a, a form of something that you wear? I'm going to say it's probably his watch, and it might be a Rolex. No, it's not a watch, but you're getting close. Oh, okay. Spectacles. No, no, it's on his hand still. His life's falling apart. It's going to be his wedding ring. Yes, bing, ding, hey. ding. There we go. He's, <laughs> he looks really sad. He's like, throws, he's throws the money in there, then just goes. It's almost like, first of all, I thought maybe he's like, what, you want more? So he throws that yeah. in there, but then he's looking really sad. He just looks at his wedding ring and just... Just takes and just throws it in there, and the, and the Santa well, just carries on ringing his south. bell. Yeah, so I think he's a bit, I think he's maybe his life's just falling apart. So ha ha ha! Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, look, if there's one thing that can save it, it's Christmas cheer. <laughs> yeah, or booze. So, what what kind of band do you think we see playing, Mark? Band, right? Well, I'm gonna go for a classic brass band. I think. Yes, a brass band. Who is the organization behind it behind the band yeah think of a organization in regards that would be all about christmas and making sure everyone has a, a good christmas maybe not the sleeping on the street kind of thing oh right so a charitable organization yes. they wear red they wear red and they have black hats they wear red and sometimes they're known to be cross it's the red cross <laughs> not quite it's the salvation <laughs> army Oh, of course. The <laughs> happiest of all armies. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. They uh, they fight with uh, music and cheer. That'll do it. <laughs> so we've still got this montage going. This is a hell of an opening, this. We've still got the song playing. We cut to a small TV set. Black and white program being played with some weird elves dancing around a snowman. And okay. watching the TV is a large lady... And when you when you pause it, it says um, she's described as lonely woman. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even deserve a name. <laughs> so she's looking very confused watching this awful program. Whatever she's watching, she's got a massive. She's got a really bright red jumper with um, with two yeah. massive bells on them. Oh, okay, no euphemism there. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
a man is putting um, lights up outside on a ladder around the, the window. I don't know whose house it is, but guess what happens to him, Mark? Oh, he's going to fall off, he surely, falls and then get the ground in said <laughs> lights. Yes, he goes up, 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 and then falls, but the, the music stills playing because, you know, ah, it's Christmas, no one can hurt themselves off falling off a ladder. <laughs> of so. course, there's nothing more hilarious than not having health insurance in America. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, nothing can hurt you at Christmas, so, you know. And also, I'm sure if you went to the hospital without insurance, the doctor just goes, you know what, it's Christmas. We won't charge you the £400 million it cost you. No, that's it. Just <laughs> charge it to the North Pole, goes away. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like uni debt, you know, it will go away eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not real debt, is it? So, the man wrapping is having even more trouble wrapping this box. So, what do you think he does to the wrapping paper in frustration? Well, I'm going to assume that he must just shred it up or screw it up and throw it out the window that then lands in the Santa's basket or something like that. <laughs> well, actually, you got it's a really good guess. So, um, he does, he gets really frustrated, starts, you know, scrumptioning it all up and stuff like that. Um, we'll come back to him in a second because you've, you've actually probably hit the nail on the head a little bit there. But uh, so we cut down to see a um, a massive ice rink. You know the classic American thing where there's just a, mm-hmm. an ice rink in the middle of the city centre somehow, and there are all loads of people skating. And it's the most wonderful time and all that. The Love most the wonderful time. So then we're back to the man rapping. He's completely lost it. He <laughs> he picks up the box and it's comp- like all the wrapping and the sellotape's all over it. It's this terrible wrapping, a bit like what I would do. To be honest. And he's furious. Guess what he does with it mark you pretty much said it he just throws it out the window he throws it out the window yes he throws it out the window he just opens it and goes sod this and we don't actually see it land anywhere i wish it landed um maybe it would have landed in someone's hand that we saw earlier but that that didn't quite happen unfortunately so a sweet old lady <laughs> has a tray of um, what do you think she's cooking on that tray mark well, I think she's cooking a bunch of delicious gingerbread cookies. Oh, well done, Mark. Gingerbread <laughs> men. <laughs> gingerbread men. Well nice. done. So she turns the oven on and she opens the oven door. What do you think she does now she opened the oven? The oven well, open. given the theme uh, of people getting frustrated and we've got the guy getting rid of his wedding ring, I'm assuming, Rob, that she is going to put her head in that oven and just turn... Oh, well done. <laughs> How did you guess that? Brilliant. <laughs> Just crank up that gas. Yeah, she does. She puts her head. She gets down and puts her <laughs> head in there. Great guess. I never thought you'd guess that. Fantastic. <laughs> and the song comes to an end. Cut to the main character pitching his idea for a Christmas product to the company he works for. Okay. I love this juxtaposition of the happiness of Christmas, but then the actual frustration and pain that it causes us causes all of us. So... The vibe I'm going for then is that, yeah, does this guy who's got this product that he wants to invent, is it to bring more joy or it's just feeding the problem of making Christmas worse? You know, like Amazon parcel deliveries. (laughs) I mean, it kind of does a bit of both, actually, depending on which, yeah, how you look at it. Okay. Maybe I'll give you a little bit more info. It's obviously a Christmas themed product and he gives a bit of information about his market research he's done. Okay, so I'll give you a bit mm-hmm. more of that. So, okay. So, our main character is called Drew. Okay. Okay, so Drew says, We've discovered two things. One, most Americans feel Christmas is the time for family. And two, most Americans feel in order to stand being around their family for even two days, they need to drink as much alcohol as possible. Interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's definitely not a product aimed at kids. 
No, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. I, it's, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, let's do the Rob favourite and let's lay down some flip the script Whoa. this early on. Oh, my word. Okay, yes, that's even earlier than I would do. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so I'll be Doc, you be Drew. And Drew has tracked this guy down because he needs to ask him a question, basically. Drew's been badgering him and he goes... Don't you see I have my own problems? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. So everyone's like, whoa, everyone's really surprised because, you know, he's supposed to be a shrink. Look, I can give you this advice, okay? I heard this on the radio once. The best I can do. Write down all your grievances about your family on a piece of paper. Go someplace that reminds you of your childhood at sunset and light that piece of paper on fire and whisper the words, I forgive you. And it burns them? That's right. I like it. Drew hugs the dog. <laughs> Drew hugs the dog. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good vacay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, an interesting little passage there. So, okay, so he's gone to like a therapist, essentially. Yes. Like a therapist kind yeah, of dog. Yeah, okay. he's a, yeah, exactly, like a therapist, yeah. Right, okay, and it burns them. Right, that's, that's confusing. <laughs> He rids himself of those grievances by burning a piece of paper. Okay, right, of course. Okay, that makes more sense. I was thinking of like, you know, it's a Christmas movie. There's magic involved. <laughs> it could be like, you know, voodoo, paper voodoo. <laughs> yeah, voodoo. Uh, yeah, well, that would, be, that would be a turn, wouldn't it? We'd take a right, real left turn there. <laughs> yeah, we would. Right, okay, so obviously he is caught up in the same problem as everyone else, it seems, that he can't also stand to be around his family uh, around Christmas. I'm going to say the thing his company invents probably backfires in some sort of way, whatever it is, I can imagine. I feel like that's where some sort of, you know, shenanigans are going to come from. But in order to get there, in order to fully unravel this mystery, I'm going to lay down a custard card. Okay. Give me a heaping of plot. (laughs) Okay, let's dollop it on. Right, so we have the product, okay? So he's pitching the idea for the product, and it's alcoholic. What's that famous horrible thing that Americans drink at Christmas? Uh, Eggnog. Eggnog, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) he has come up with this pitch, which is to do with... um, Introducing the Noggertons. They are fat-free, 10% by alcohol volume. Enjoy your family, so you can. Sorry, enjoy our family, so you can enjoy <laughs> your family. <laughs> oh, I see. So just keep your aunt and uncle tanked up on alcohol, and everyone will be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the big boss is not impressed. Okay. So he says. So the only way to get through Christmas is drinking spiked eggnog. And mm. so, and then Drew says, no, sir, we're saying that the only way to get through Christmas is to drink your farm fresh, fat free spiked eggnog. Okay, so this guy, he's like the Don Draper of eggnog. He's like the madman, like <laughs> uh, Madison Avenue guy of, of eggnog. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very strange meeting because the boss looks really annoyed. And after he delivers that line of saying, it's only to get through to drink your spiked eggnog. We then, everyone leaves the, 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 the meeting and everyone gives Drew a high five. Oh, wow, well, he nailed it. Yeah. Good on you, Drew. Yeah, he did. He did. And then uh, the big boss comes comes across and gives him a high five and goes, how do you do it? And he's just like, well, he said, I, you know, you just got to you just got to keep it fresh or something ridiculous. And I think it's his PA comes up to him after everyone's going, oh, it went pretty well then, huh? He goes, I'm a genius. I could sell whale sharks to Greenpeace. 
Okay, I mean, that is quite the statement, but I mean, <laughs> reel it in there, Drew. I don't think you're that good. <laughs> Do we meet his family after this? Is he a family man, I'm, I'm thinking? Well, that's a good question, Mark. Is he a family man? Because I'm thinking he is obviously not the guy who got rid of his ring there at the start. That was just a, no. a sort of montage of mm. just showing the annoyance of Christmas. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would like to know, does he have a family? Mm. Okay, it's a good question. Hold on to that question. So we move on to our next scene. So we cut to our main character, so we cut to Drew, talking in his massive apartment with his girlfriend. His girlfriend is called Missy, okay? So <laughs> we listen gotta, here, Missy. Let's, do, let's, um, let's act this out, Mark. Okay, all right. And Action! Missy, we've been dating for a while now, and I feel we should take our relationship to the next level. I've been hoping you'd say that. So I got you a little pre-Xmas Xmas gift. Uh-huh. I don't want you to open it now because it involves our future, the future of you and me together. It's kind of for both of us in that way. They look at each other longingly. <laughs> okay. She opens the envelope, and she looks in disgust. Tickets to Fiji? Yes, it's first class. Fiji on Christmas? But Christmas is a family holiday. What are, what are we doing? What is this? What is going on? Where is the relationship headed? That's a lot of questions. It won't go. It really is. And all I have to say is Fiji is first class. <laughs> Here's an example of one of our problems. You've never been, never introduced me to one of your family. You've never even mentioned your family. Do you even have a family? How can you be serious about me if you're not even serious about your own family? You need to get some... You need to get some... Uh, <laughs> you need to get serious, Drew. I think you're missing the point. If I told you everything about me, there would be no more mystery between us. Nothing to discover. If there's nothing to discover, then the relationship dies. You don't want this relationship to die, do you? It just did. <laughs> Fine, go leave. <laughs> I'm going to spend some time, some Christmas time with my family. You can spend Christmas alone. And she storms out. <laughs> oh, my God. Such drama. And I see what you mean there. So you mean where it says fine, go leave. It's meant to be fine. And then she leaves or? <laughs> he goes, she goes, no, he goes, fine, go, leave. Like oh, that. I see. <laughs> Sorry, son, that was my fault. Poor grammar. Fine, exit, stage left under lights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah. Wow. Okay, so they aren't having a good time either. His his pitch that to the company isn't even working in his own life. How is it going to work for other people? Oh, that's a good. That's a good one, Mark. That's a good bloody question. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm thinking that he's going to have to go to Fiji on his own. This could be a Christmas movie that doesn't actually take place in the snow, is, is my sort of thought there. Okay. Maybe some things unravel in right. Fiji. Okay. You know, maybe a bit like a forgetting Sarah Marshall kind of thing. That's my thought. Um, but I'm going to say, in order to facilitate the moving of such, thicken some plots, sir. Okay, so Drew's pretty upset by this. He's He can't really understand, you know, what, what the hell, you know, the fact that... Has his relationship just ended? What the hell's going on? Mm. So, get, so he decides, let's, let's talk to my PA, phone his PA and say, look, send her a fancy bracelet with some, with, to Missy with some note. So she's like, oh, okay. So he, he just tells her to get something. No thought going into her present whatsoever, just something fancy. He then mm. decides to call around and see if anybody else is uh, up for having him for Christmas. And uh, he calls his friend. <laughs> 
you can only obviously hear what uh, Drew's saying. He's like, oh, what are you doing for Christmas? And he's like, guys, like, must be seeing my family. And he's like, room for one more? He said something, and then Drew says, oh, I thought we were that close. <laughs> <laughs> so, Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Misread the situation, Drew. <laughs> he ring, And then he rings around, every, um, and everyone's with their family, and he's getting sad, he's getting sad, he's getting quite desperate now. So he goes for a bit of a sad walk, and he, he just, what does he see on his sad walk, do you think, Mark? I think on his sad walk, what he's going to see is he is going to see other couples having a great time at Christmas, and he's just going to be looking off wistfully, thinking of Missy. Yeah, he see, yeah, exactly. So he's seeing all these families, these couples looking happy, um, and he comes home after walking around. Enough, that didn't help because obviously now he, he's even more depressed. Everyone else is just having a beautiful Christmas time. People kissing in the street, families looking joyful with their presents, and he comes home to an empty apartment. And guess what he drinks? Well, I'm assuming it's going to be eggnog. His, <laughs> yeah. His quality brand. Yeah, the, the Noggerton eggnog, eggnog. Noggerton eggnog. And then he enters a sort of psychedelic drug-fueled state as he's got the batch that's actually off. And the rest of the movie is him in a fever dream whilst he sort of riles <laughs> in pain due to food poisoning. And then it, at the end, Missy comes in. And it turns out Missy was just the nurse in the hospital all along. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. We've got a beautiful mind. No, not beautiful mind. One of the love the cookers nest situation going on here. Oh, my God. That's what I'm getting from it. Wow. Blind. I mean, mate, all that from eggnog. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at it hard enough, if you look at anything hard enough, you'll <laughs> you'll see the truth. <laughs> so he drinks his eggnog. He's got this tiny. It's like a. a it looks like um, it's a table, but it looks like one of those little chairs with a bit of fabric over the frame you sit on. Mm-hmm. And he's got his dinner on there, and he puts the eggnog on there. And guess what happens to the eggnog? Oh, it's going to fall off, mate. Yeah, the table collapses and the eggnog smashes to the floor. <laughs> He's so sad. What a it's, loser. It's all going wrong, mate. It's all going wrong. And now, so what he needs is he needs some Christmas magic. And that's when the street urchin that lives just outside his window and him meet for the first time. <laughs> and they go on a crazy adventure to Fiji. To Fiji, <laughs> just takes a homeless man with him, does he? To to Fiji, and they have a a wonderful time. It turns out it was actually Santa. There you go. That's a perfect Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, if this isn't it, that's the one we'll make. Santa does Fiji. That's right. Hobo, hobo Santa. Bum. I don't know. Well, I was gonna say bum bum bum, but that's not really a good catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> that would be misleading. Misleading a bit. (laughs) It would be. It would be. So his life is going down the toilet, but then there's got to be something that gives him hope. That's what I feel. Um, I think we should do a hook, line and sinker. Maybe that'll unravel some stuff. Okay. The tagline is share the warmth. Share the warmth? Yep. Okay. That's the tagline. (laughs) That. That could just be relating to <laughs> the warm feeling that you get from his uh, expired eggnog, maybe. <laughs> yeah, or when you slowly piss yourself, yeah, because you drunk too much. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't give me a lot. I feel like we're about to meet another character. Uh, I feel like someone else is going to come into his life. He needs some sort of, we need some friction to happen for him to go on some sort of adventure. Okay. So right. I'm going to say, let's let's keep rolling. Okay. All right. So 
This is where we cut to the airport and he's rushing through the airport and catches up with our friend Doc. So the psychiatrist guy, the therapist guy, but uh, the yep. therapist doesn't recognise him. And he's like, who, who the hell are you, sir? What? And he, the guy's with his family. He's just with three kids. They're causing him mayhem. And so Drew yeah. says, oh, yeah, I'm I'm the boyfriend of one of your patients. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're Drew. And starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good sign. So Drew's like, it's oh, not. what? what? He's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> so they're trying to get through security. And uh, obviously, like I said, the kid's teddy bear, she wouldn't let go because the teddy bear's like, sir, the teddy bear has to go through the machine. He's like, yeah. come on, sweetie, come on. Come on. And Drew, Drew's going, uh, Doc, I need to talk to you. Come on, I just need a minute of your time. He's like, ah! <laughs> and he starts sh- shouting. And that's where we have that conversation we have, right? right and you know, we okay. said at the end of that, it says, uh, oh, hang on, where's my daughter? Where's the daughter yeah. gone, Mark? Oh, no, she's just, well, she's obviously run off in the airport somewhere. Or wow. she's run onto the plane without him. No, <laughs> not quite. She's gone somewhere else. Remember, where are we, Mark? What specific place are we? We're in an airport. Yes, but what are we doing? What what did we have, we to... have to go through security? She's going to be on the X-ray machine. Yeah, she goes through <laughs> the scanner. <laughs> and we... <laughs> she's like, uh, "Sir, sir," and he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> she's going through the scanner. It's not safe. It's like an MRI. She's got a filling. Get her out of there. <laughs> you just see this kid like off through the X-ray. You actually see it. So remember what the um, the doctor said. He said about taking the piece of paper and writing all your grievances down and then yeah. burn it. And go someplace that reminds you of your childhood at sunset to light the piece of paper. So he gets in a cab. Where do you think he's off to? I'm going to say a park. Not quite. No. Think about where you would spend Christmas. At home with his family. Yes. But it's not. It's a home, but it's it's from his past. So it's his old Childhood home. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. Right. And a little quiz for you. How much do you reckon the cab fare cost? Give it a guess. <laughs> well, I'm not 100% sure of the distance, but I'm going to say the cab fare, it was, it's either going to be something really ridiculous, isn't it? So is it going to be, I don't know, like $95.82? Oh, you're not far off, mate. A little bit lower. Okay. $65.72. Not 70. far. 72 50 Hey, play your cards right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Wow, okay, 72.50. So he's travelled quite a way. I, I yeah, like he's not. He's no longer in the city. He's just come out into the burbs. So, yeah, the guy pulls up and he says, keep the meter running. And he's looking all puppy-dog-eyed at his, uh, old, his old house that he grew up in. Right, I'm going to say then what happens is, because he does this thing at sunset, it transports him back in time to his childhood and he gets a chance to meet himself as a kid and right all the wrongs in his life. Oh, wow. Okay, let's keep that let's keep that guess, okay? <laughs> okay. Oh, I feel it. I the Christmas magic is it's seething. It's it's flowing through my veins. <laughs> I like it, mate. I like it. It's good. All right. So, we we see inside the house there is people there is the family living inside the house. It's not okay. his family, but it's the mm. family that live there now. Okay. So mm-hmm. we got uh, Tom, who's the dad, and we've got Christine, which is the mother, in the in the living room. And he's in there going, uh, hey, man, we are the salami. You know, in his uh, Chicago, Chicago salami, deep dish pizzas. We make we're out of salami. 
So he shouts up to his son, whose son's on his computer in his room. This is a computer that takes a little while to load each page. I'm just going to put it that way. Okay. So, okay. So we're right. looking at uh, we're looking at dial up here. You know. Ah. You know, okay. So we're probably going to be in the mid to late nineties. I would okay. say. So we are. We are. Yeah. So if anyone has never experienced it, but dial up really slow. <laughs> so it literally would load about you know a fifth of the picture at a time, if that, and it would sort of load it very slowly. So you got he's got the picture. So they call up to him, and he's like, "I'm busy." The the, the son's called uh, Brian, and Brian right. shouts, down, "I'm busy!" It's on his computer, right? So the dad's <laughs> the dad says, "I told you we shouldn't have put that computer on his room." And the mum's like, just leave him alone. He's uh, he's advancing his skills on that computer. He's going oh, to get a... Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, just working out his, uh, his wrist, is he? <laughs> he's going to get a great job. And the computer screen slowly loads. And it says at the top, make money fast, then loads a bit more. And can you have a guess what kind of thing it loads up after that? <laughs> I'm going to say that it's... Right, so make money fast... Uh, by selling nudes. There's going to be some sort of nudity involved. <laughs> yes, you're correct. And it says, then it says, learn about our firm. And then what do you think the next line is? Learn about our firm. And it's going to be the old eggnog company. No, no, no. Go back to being smutty again, Mark. Oh, okay, right. So learn about our firm arse. Yes, butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. Hey. <laughs> you were correct. You're correct. Butt so cheeks. Okay, so <laughs> now by using that language, I'm you know, I guess it is still technically a family movie. We're we're in the wheelhouse of PG thirteen. So you've got two women either side of that writing in bikinis. And it says at the bottom, enter and join with free membership. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a time, free membership. So after the mum says about, leave him alone, he's going to advance his, his skills on that computer, he's going to get a great job. But the dad turns around and says, trust me, what he's doing up there, no one's going to pay him. Because if, if they did, I would have retired at 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dad, he knows what's up. <laughs> so the wife looks outside... Uh, and she's Drew. Obviously. She's creepy Drew peeping yeah. in through their son's room. Oh, no, not quite. Not quite. Luckily, the son's upstairs. But what do you... So Drew's outside doing something a bit random. Ooh, well, I'm going to say, well, if he's outside, is he setting fire to that bit of paper? And they're going to think like, oh, my God, he's an arsonist. He's going to burn us all alive. Actually, yes, they do think that. <laughs> yeah. But before he does that, he's hugging the tree outside in their lawn. Oh, OK. He's reminiscing. Right. Yeah. And he's then, being weird and hugging the tree. You know, the wife's tree. like, Brian? No, was it the dad was Brian? Uh, no, the dad is Tom and the son's oh, Brian and the Christine's the mum. So Christine's going to be like, Tom, there's a there's a homeless man outside. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so he goes to light his grievance paper. The dad, Tom, comes outside. What do you reckon he does? Well, he's obviously going to be like, hey, get out of here. But then that's not going to be enough. So he's going to have to, you know, rough him up. <laughs> he does, yes. A bit more drastic than just roughing him up. He has something in his hand. Oh, he hasn't got a gun, has he? No, not a gun. No, not that okay. drastic. He's got an oversized novelty candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. It's something you'd use with all the snow around. Oh, uh, like a snow shovel. Yeah, snow shovel. There we go. Ding. 
Right, so we've got the snow shovel. So you just wax him over the head with it and knocks him out. This is what I said, Rob. It's all going to be a dream from now on. <laughs> and now he's going to be transported back to his childhood. And that's that's where we that's where we go next, isn't it, Rob? We go back to 1982. Nineteen eighty-two. That's right. Yeah, he wakes up. Oh my god, he's going to fall asleep with fall in love with his mother. Oh my god, Reagan Ah. and AIDS. That's all there is. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, so, um, so what do you think they do with Drew? Well, he's obviously out cold, so they're going to probably drag him inside. And then maybe the wife's going to be all like, well, he could be dangerous, hun. And then Tom will just be, it's fine. I'm going to tie him up in the basement. Okay. So, yeah. So they bring him inside. Yes. And up, okay. just as they, as the guy, actually, also when he whacks him over the other cab guy, he goes, holy moly. And I'm getting the hell out of here. and just drives off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and the, da- the dad sort of pokes him. He's like, oh, you, you still alive? Uh, uh. So they bring him in. So he wait. So Drew sort of started to come to. And okay. the nutcracker music's playing. Do 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 Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That that for some reason that's playing. And he's uh so he's in the house, they he wakes up and they're like he sort of shoots up everyone just sort of screams and he's alive. And so the mother's like, what are the neighbours gonna think? They're like, well, if you don't want to be hit with a shovel, don't burn crap in my yard. <laughs> well, that's good advice, really. That's yeah. just solid life advice. Okay, so I'm just trying to imagine where this is going now. What are the stakes for old Drew? Why and I know stakes? that Missy's out there. Lost, He might have lost her. But what's coming next for Drew? Hmm. Maybe we'll lay down some... Maybe a trip on the trope rope. I feel like a Christmas movie, you know, there's usually a fairly solid trope that they kind of all have you know like a sort of redemption thing or trying to right the wrongs of the past like what is our trope Rob? yeah so our trope is not necessarily redemption but more of a trying to get something that he's never had okay so something he's never had a happy family something he's never had probably if he's been led to invent a Noggington eggnog drink <laughs> so that you could actually bear to be around your family for more than 10 minutes, makes me think that he, he didn't have the best time. And uh, I don't need to talk to Doc to find that out. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, see how it unfolds, shall we? We shall. So he gets up and says, oh, he's rubbing his head. He's like, oh, my name's Drew Latham. And he said, I, I grew up in this house. Okay. And he's like, so is that why you tried to burn it down? Son, call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. I was burning my grievances with loneliness, so it's all fine. Would you mind if I have a look around the house? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, see, Christine, the mother, says, uh, yeah. They do let him have a wander around. So okay. he's sort of looking around, and he's like, oh, it's just how I remember it. And the son was like, so what, you think it's still a shithole? <laughs> and the mother looks at him and is like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Classic teen. Yeah, Classic teen. yeah. Is, is this where Drew goes up to his childhood bedroom, and then he pulls up that floorboard that he you know, hid that thing under all those years ago, <laughs> and then rubs it, and then that's where then some magic. Because Christmas, there's magic coming, isn't there, Rob? It's Christmas. Well, we'll soon find out. So uh, he's like, no, no, I think it's great. So they go upstairs and as he steps on one specific stair, they play the thing from Big where it's like the piano <laughs> from Big. <laughs> that would dun, be wicked. Dun, 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 dun. It's heart and soul, baby. Dun, dun, dun. 
<laughs> that looks really hard to do, actually. It does. I bet if you had that in a shop, then everyone would just try and do that, wouldn't they? You'd be like, oh, shut 100%. the fuck up! Oh, it'd be, it'd be so stupid. I think they have, just going off on a quick tangent, I think they have done that in certain promotional things in, you know, like big buildings, even office buildings. And of course, when there's a number of people going up and down, it just is, it's a racket. It's like a cat walking on a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you go into a guitar, guitar shop and they're like, no, stay away to heaven you know yes. it's just just stop it yeah just stop yeah no wonder wall no oh god there you go see so he takes a step and then so the on one comes. specific step it squeaks it goes <laughs> like that it's sort of a you know it's 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 that one and it's like yeah oh my god guys did you hear that this one squeaked do you know what we used to call the stair that squeaked oh they, they just called it squealer no no they would be better than what he says um, the squeaky step? Yeah, yes! <laughs> wow. I mean, this guy, I can see how he had a future ahead of him in marketing. Just that brain. <laughs> Mwah, chef's kiss. He's just so giddy about it. And he's like, ha ha! And Ryan just runs off upstairs to see his, his old room. And he's touching the ceiling. He goes, oh my god! I could touch the ceiling! Uh, it seems so much smaller in here. Did you guys have this reduced? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's reduced is your mental capacity, Drew, since you got hit on the head. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the mother, Christine, says, uh, yeah, 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 we we did. It cost a lot, but it was worth it. <laughs> She's ripping the piss out of him. It was great. Amazing. Well, this definitely has to be my favourite Christmas movie so far. We've had very obvious names for things, and we've had a very brief chat about the cost of renovations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they they sat they sat at the table. Drew thinks it's a great that they're having they're they're, they're a family that he's always wanted. Oh so wow! Okay, he yeah. really moved in quick. Yeah, yeah, he did. So he's like, so what's for, what's for dessert? And the dad's like, kitchen's closed. See him out, Tom. Uh, the mother says, "Yeah, Drew's just longing for a real family." As he's walking out the door, he says, "I think it would be a great idea if I lived with you." Hmm. The doors are shut, slammed in his face by the dad. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, exactly. You weirdo, get out. You're lucky to be alive. So he slams the door in his face, and he's like, "Oh no!" So he walks out, and he sees the tree out in the yard. And what did you think he sees on the tree, or marked in the tree? Hmm. Okay, so he sees the tree that's in the yard, the tree that he was hugging recently. He is going to see, he's either going to see something carved into it that he carved. Yes, carved into it, correct. Is it something like that he carved back in the day? Yep. Mm. Is it something to do with like a relationship thing? No, something simple. Simple. Is it just his initials? It's just his name, yeah. Just says Drew. Wow. (laughs) Age 13. So he is pining a lot like yes you said here something that he's never had but he now seems to be specifically pining for the past Mm. which is when he now goes to the bar and meets the elf that helps him time travel (laughs) (laughs) okay let's put that one in the possibilities in the bin yeah (laughs) (laughs) so he he decides to turn around and go and knock on the door of the house oh for god's sake what do you think he proposes he is going to propose that he sort of becomes a handyman and then <laughs> he can live with them that way, perhaps? Or he can stay in the treehouse? <laughs> no, not quite. So he is going to offer something. Ooh, he is going to offer either money 
or some eggnog? <laughs> I just imagine it was like, I got some eggnog. Will you let me come in? <laughs> Perhaps we can come to some sort of arrangement. <laughs> well, he probably offers them money. Yes. For the house? To buy the house? Not buy the house. He offers to pay the family to mm. what? Oh, um, is he going to give up his Fiji tickets? <laughs> no. What does he want? What's he pining for, Mark? He's pining for a family. Yeah. But then what? He wants to be adopted by them. Well, not quite as drastic as that, but he'll, <laughs> he, he's, he's lonely, Mark. He's lonely. So, so it's Christmas. He is proposing that he comes and spends Christmas like day with them like are we on christmas day he's, yeah he's gonna not christmas day yet but he wants to spend yeah he's gonna offer the money to allow him to spend christmas with them and be part of the family i feel like they're not gonna go for it well yeah so the dad says family's not for sale and he says <laughs> i'll pay you and guess how much he offers oh now look i mean an exec um marketing guru like himself must be offering at least in the $250,000 range. Ding, ding, ding. Correct <laughs> amount. <laughs> Was it actually $250,000? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, what my a God. Guess, I'm, a, I'm a maths wizard. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Well done. Great guess. Spot on. A small suburban family is only worth that much. I mean, if it was out <laughs> out in something a bit bigger, then maybe we can talk at least half. But for free people in a modest suburban house, that seems fair. <laughs> so he says that he says family's not for sale. I'll pay you for two hundred fifty thousand pound. He's like, welcome home, son. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, welcome home, son. He's like, uh, you know, he's a big guy. He's a proper Chicagoan. Chicagoan. Whoa, we're gonna get so much salami. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He loves a salami. He's like, what is it, Chicagoans? 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 Chicagoans. 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 It's in there somewhere. So, the wife comes downstairs to find Drew in the house. She's, she opens the door. I think it's one of the bedrooms. He's just in there. And she's like, right. okay, and just shuts the door. Goes, marches her husband. She's like, he's back in our house again. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to give us 250 grand. <laughs> and it's like, so you agreed that she agreed this without asking me? Yeah, because he's giving me 250 grand. <laughs> so if I agreed something without asking you, would you be okay with this? And he says, that depends. Would we be getting 250 grand? <laughs> <laughs> and she's, he's like, she, so Christine says, so what did you actually agree to? And Tom just looks at her blankly. It's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what the next scene has in it? Oh, the next scene has, it's going to have some some turkey. No, um, are we still in the house in the next scene? So it just follows up. Yeah, so we follow on from that conversation. And they're like, what the hell did you agree to? And he's like, um. So the next scene is going to have at a very annoying Drew kind of just getting all up in their business around the house. Yeah, but they they nothing's been agreed, so they need to have something agreed now. So ah, so what, are they going to finally sit down and hash out some sort of contract? Yeah, with a oh my god, Rob, is the title of this movie called The Christmas Clause? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> like a contract, like a clause. Oh, Christmas clause, that's fantastic. It's got to be. It's I wish be. it was not. That, we're mate. making it. I wish it was called that. Christmas Clause, sub, sub clause 1.1. Yeah. The sequel. <laughs> so, yeah. So, who draws up the contract? 
it would be good if it was Tom, but I feel like it's going to be Drew. Which no, feels... no, he doesn't do it. It's uh, they bring someone in. Oh, they're going to bring in a lawyer, dirty lawyer. Yeah, yeah, who's oh, very, very okay. serious and a slippery lawyer. He's going to draw up a contract, and oh, okay. Does this lawyer? Does he stay with us? This lawyer? I feel like he could be around a bit more. No, no, he's just in this. I'm going to say they must have some sort of failsafe though in there. Maybe they discuss that potentially. There's got to be some way in case this goes south because you don't want to accidentally end up with Drew in your house forever. Well, that's it. So he, he says, oh, I get to spend three days with your family and they have to they have to play along. That He's their son, they're his right. parents, and they have to play along. And the dad has to wear a satin hat. <laughs> Whilst naked. <laughs> so he, has to, he says, put it on. He's like, I'm not wearing it. I'm not wearing it. He's like... You're wearing it. It's part of the <laughs> And does he get to call them mum and dad? Yes, he does. Oh, it's getting weird. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so we now have a contract and they all agree. They agree. I mean, poor old Brian. There's like, so he's staying there. So he's like, mm-hmm. where am I going to sleep? <laughs> Guess where Brian has to sleep. Oh, uh, not in. Well, I'm going to say in the attic. Not quite in the attic. <laughs> oh, we're going to go the other way. Basement. Uh, so, sort of. It's in the garage. Ah, oh, poor Brian. He said, uh, so what happens if I need to study? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the dad says, uh, use your imagination. <laughs> I'm going to lay down a card here and let's lay down a MacGuffin magnet. We've got a quite a small character pool at the moment. Mm. We sort of know what Drew's motivation is. What is going to be Tom's motivation? Does this sort of turn a little dark? Is he going to be like, I'm going to get that money one way or another? <laughs> I think, yeah, Tom's motivation is to make his life less difficult, less, you know, his motivation is if I got that money, my life is, that's it, everything's solved, you know, um, life could be exciting again. Okay, right. So he's just, yeah, dollar signs all the way. Mm. He's kind of living in a bit of a, uh, yeah, working class hell there in Chicago. He sounds like a working class gag. That's right. He's uh, he's definitely working class and uh, he's a little bit fed up with life. You know, he's uh, been working hard and not getting much from his son. And all that, and uh, that's right. So, yeah. One of these days, Christine. One of these days. <laughs> I'm gonna then reshuffle the deck and obviously lay down a custard card. Okay. Drew wakes up in his old room and he's like, "Ah, lovely." He's sort of feeling like, "Oh, I'm home. Right. This is great. This is all I ever wanted." Walking, he's like, "Yeah, looking chipper." Walking down the stairs and he looks at the banister and goes. Whoa. And he hops onto the banister to slide down it. And guess what happens? Oh, he's going to fall off on his ass. <laughs> he takes the banister with him and smashes on the floor. <laughs> he's, Classic. he's not a six-year-old kid anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. So Drew's now eating food and the dad's, dad's like, where's my salami? And uh, Drew's like, oh, yeah, um, he's eating it. <laughs> he's basically eating it. His dad's getting really, he's like... Oh, 250 grand, 250 grand kind of feeling, you know. He yeah. sort of swallows his anger and the Drew's... He's like, oh, sorry, did you did you want some? He's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. And he's like really, really <laughs> angry about his goddamn salami. So they get in the car um, and they're like, oh, we get in the car, let's go shopping. We get, so he uh, he's like, you got to wear the hat. You got to wear the Santa hat. And he's like, oh, 
He's like, no, I'm not wearing it. He said, it's in your contract. <laughs> You're, yeah, he, said, he goes, sorry, he says, have you ever heard of a breach of contract? Or tough. And he puts on, say, he puts on the hat going, 250 grand, 250 grand. <laughs> he hates it. His son says, looking good, Dad. And his dad turns around into a lamp in one, but he's driving. So Drew's like, better keep our eyes on the road, Dad. And he's just, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling sorry for Tom now then. So, yeah, Drew, he has turned out to be, yeah, very very strange character i thought we were going to be following some sort of quite sad um story which i guess it is if you know he's having to pay off a family to pretend to be his family but he also seems equally actually annoying yes yeah i mean he's so over he's just so so joyful and obviously everyone else is just fed up with each other do you know what i mean they're just yeah oh christmas i have to i have to spend time with these people i I don't nobody really wants to be there so so they're at poor den's tree land <laughs> they go there to buy a christmas tree and drew's like nope not that one not that one. Oh, this one and then so they come outside and tom's just dragging this the tree by on along the floor and like so um drew's like god oh, you know we do you have to do it like that and he's just like he struggles to put the tree on on the top on the roof of the car they get home and the tree's all decorated drew's gone all out and just before he puts the lights on he says but we need to sing the song. The song. The song. Um, Do you know what okay. song it is? Is it the most wonderful time of the year no, song? <laughs> not quite, no. It's on topic of the tree, though. It's about the tree. Oh, it's going to be Oh Christmas Tree. Yes, that's right. He uh-huh. says we've got to sing Oh Christmas Tree. And he's like, no, I'm not singing that. He's like, you got, you got to. you got to get involved. <laughs> you said you've got, you said it's contract. You've got to, you've got to get involved. So they're like, oh, he's like, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. Da, 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 da. So they sing it and they're like, come on, everyone, clap along. And they're like, yeah, well done. Like, So then just about to turn them on and there's a knock at the door. Ooh, Who okay. could it be? New character alert. New character alert. <laughs> I reckon it's going to be... Either someone from Drew's work, maybe. I mean, like, why is no one looking for this guy? Or it's going to be Missy. Uh, if it's neither of those, I'm going to have to go for the solid third option around this time. And it's going to be like a police officer, you know, a la Home Alone style, like just doing the rounds, making sure you guys got, a, you know, the right security measures. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark. No, you've not got any of those correct. Oh, um, is it is it someone that we've already met, or is no, it a new character? No, new character, mate. New character. They've not been mentioned at all. It's gonna be maybe the neighbours. Nope. Whoa, whoa, what? Okay, so not someone from work. Remember, it's all about family. It's all about family. It's gonna be the grandparents. Nope. They've got a son. So. Oh, there's a daughter that we have. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay, we got there in the end. <laughs> we got there. We 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 got there. So her name is Alicia. Okay, right. And she is going to be older. She's going to be similar to Drew's age. Yes, that's correct. Uh-huh. Do you think she's happy to see him or not so happy to see him? Well, I don't think she's going to be very happy to see him because it's going to be like, who is this weirdo in our house? Yes, that's correct. She's not happy. And she's like, who the hell is this guy? She expects him to be gone in the morning. But uh, but Drew's not deterred by that. He goes, and the lights come on the Christmas tree. I don't know how that <laughs> happens, but they're brighter than the sun. They blind everybody. Amazing. 
Now that we've got this interesting new character, she's obviously going to be a love interest and we're going to have friction between her and Drew. But in the end, she's going to see the good side to him and it's going to be happily ever after and, you know... In Fiji! Little... <laughs> in Fiji, yeah. <laughs> Just to see us home. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking now. So, yeah, okay. surely she's going to have to fall for Drew, even though I've said that he's very annoying. I'm sure he has some redeeming qualities. Maybe you'll fall for Drew, Mark. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe in the end. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we all fall for Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Drew is us. He's each and every one of us. Yeah. We're all Drew, in a way. Yeah. Drew is all of us. Okay, well, I'm going to lay down a flip the script. I want to hear something later on in the film. I want to hear some saucy tidbits. Okay, so now it's actually good timing to do that because we can add in Alicia into this. So add Alicia into the mix. Drew comes down into the where the dining table is and everyone sat there. Comes down and he's got paper in his hand. So... Ho, ho, ho. All righty. Welcome, everyone. What the hell is this? These are what we're in the business call scripts, Tom. Excuse me? <laughs> you don't have to worry, dear, because your role, what we call in the business, is small. Well, you are what we in the real life call a jackass. Oh, I don't know about that, but I do know my being here may have caused some awkwardness in the family. You think? I do, Tom. Seriously. It's even possible that some of this could potentially, in some small way, be my fault. Which part wasn't your fault? I'm talking. <laughs> so what I've done is I went ahead and wrote a sequence uh, so you guys can get a sense of what I'm going for here. And we're all going to read it aloud. We're all going to read this aloud. I feel like I'm going insane. <laughs> Okay, so he really has them hostage at this point. I mean, I thought it, you know, when I said about him taken in and held in the basement, it's kind of the other way around. He's basically holding this family hostage with uh, poor old Tom just, you know, 250 grand, 250 grand. That's his whole uh, thing to focus on. And the fact that he wants them to do role playing. Yeah, it's pretty weird, isn't it? Okay, so what do you want to do? do you want to, where do you want to go from here? Do you want to carry on and see where we where we go? Yeah, let's just uh, tick along, I reckon, see where we go from here. So they've obviously now met for the first time, and yes. I'm assuming we're going to be probably ramping up to some sort of montage of where he's just being annoying, and there's some you know friction happening with okay. Alicia. Yeah, okay. So it's the next morning after the Christmas lights turned on. It's snowing loads, and Drew wakes up, Brian, oh, get up, Brian, it's snow day, let's go! <sighs> So poor old Brian's outside just like, oh, I just want to be there. But Drew's throwing snowballs at Brian's face. And oh. he just keeps throwing them at his face. And he's like, oh, I can't feel my toes. And then Tom comes out and goes, uh, can I? Uh, he goes, go on, go on, Drew, throw one at me. And Drew's like, oh, nah. He's like, come on, I insist. So Drew throws one really pathetically at him. He goes, right. He goes, haha, my turn. And then Tom chases him around and they end up back in the house. And uh, Drew's face is all messed up because he's like, oh, you didn't have to throw ice balls. He's like, oh, with the ice balls, sorry. <laughs> so he gets from his own back and he said, that was great fun. So finding Tom has some fun. And oh, that's good on you, Tom. So Drew is asking Licia, just before we had the, uh, the flip the script you had there asking uh, if she'll play the maid or something if she won't play his sister because he asked her to play his sister oh yeah i mean either way they're both sounding very creepy <laughs> yeah yeah it's just really odd so he says um the christine gives uh drew the the cup of coffee or hot cocoa i'm not sure what it is 
And he's like, oh, my mom used to put marshmallows in my drink. So she takes it and she gets, gets the marshmallow, put them in there. And he goes, ah, oh, no, she used to give me uh, the the mini marshmallows. She takes it back like, Whoa. This man is infuriated. And then she gets the, she gets the marshmallows and she just gets a massive knife and just starts just ch chopping the crap out of it like really bad and just throws it back in the drink. Goes, there you go. And uh, so then, <laughs> so that's when he <laughs> then then it comes down. Um, that's when the uh, the role play happens. Right. And okay. just after this, she says, "I feel like I'm going insane." The, he gets everyone to hold hands, saying grace, because they're at dinner. Of course, he's a good uh, Chicago kind of Catholic kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. And she re they read out a bit more, and and Christine has to say, "Oh, Brian's allowed to sleep with his mother like he wasn't when he was young," and. It was really odd. And Alicia says, um, an awkward moment. Like, you know, like a direction in a script. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brian says, why does it say now enters Doodah? <laughs> Who's Doodah? Is that a character? <laughs> so, yeah. So Alicia's like, doesn't have any lines. She's like, but she goes, oh, the tension. And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so then Drew's like, I've invited Doodah. My doodah, which is his grandpa. Is he actually invited? So Drew's actually invited his actual grandpa. Well, no. <laughs> oh, he's got. Okay. Um, I, was, he... I was feeling like a very slow, maybe like the movie Parasite, where he's slowly going to move in his actual family and pushing his family out. <laughs> no, so he gets this guy and he calls him his dude. So obviously, I know Americans call their grandma Mima and all that weird stuff. It's very as yeah, an adult, it's very odd, isn't it? It's very odd. Yes, so exactly. There's only a very small fraction of the UK population that probably still call their parents mummy, and they're all, you know, wildly upper class and inbred. So, yeah. <laughs> My Not stepdaughter calls her mother mummy, and it's very weird, and she's 22 oh. years old, so very, well, very strange. <laughs> it is. I, I, I stand by what I say. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in, and he's like, hey, everybody, and it's like he's playing his role, and he's like, who the hell is this guy? This is my doodah. And then he's like... Um, oh yeah, and he goes. Hang on, I, the mother's like, I saw you in uh, the Christmas Carol play, uh, um, not uh, like last week or something. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I do uh, do lots of theatre, the theatre, and actually, I mean, here's some tickets for the show. So he gives everyone a ticket for Christmas Carol show. Right. Well, this movie is just weird so far. Okay, <laughs> it's all just sort of plodding along. Yep. Okay, so now we're off to the Broadway. Oh, he says, Oh, stay in character, stay in character, and he's like, No way am I letting him stay here, Drew. And Drew's like, I'll offer you 25 grand. <laughs> I mean, I need to see some receipts. I need some bank account info. I don't believe Drew has all this money. <laughs> yeah, hand. they just believe it. You know, they, they just believe yeah. he's got this money. It's one of those things. And so Grandpa gets to get in the house and Brian's like, where am I going to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he's... Uh, Oh, hang on. So now uh, he's staying. So now this guy's moving into the house as well. Sorry. So originally I messed up. So originally Brian ended up sleeping downstairs on the sofa. And now he's moved into the garage because it's old doodars there now. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. So so um, this this movie is just going to be called like the Christmas con or something because he <laughs> doesn't actually have any of this money. Or they're gonna this family is going to get so frustrated they're just going to murder him, aren't they? And it's, <laughs> the title of the movie is Christmas Bloody Christmas. <laughs> yeah, got a song for that. So Brian's in the car he's in the garage. He's freezing in there, and he tries to turn the light. It's just like a, one of those um, lights you work do when you're working outside you know this is yeah just on the cable he's like he chose to turn it off and shocks him and he's like i hate these people <laughs> so 
we're now in the car and they, they're all gone to the shopping ball. Hey. And that song, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry, I think I'll miss this one this year. Merry Christmas, that one, Merry Christmas. Oh, I know that song, yeah. Is that a Christmas song? Yeah, he says Merry Christmas in it many times. Merry Christmas. No, I Merry know which Christmas. one you mean now. <laughs> Do you know the one I was just yeah, singing? It just, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just trying to piece it together in my head. I was just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it just didn't sit right in my head. But now I know what you mean. I know which one you oh, mean. Oh, I see. Right, okay. So they're going shopping and um, Christine has to take Doodah with her because apparently that's her dad. So they go shopping and he's like, Drew's like, quick, don't forget, 4 p.m. for pictures. Don't be late. So uh, dad has to, he says, don't forget the hat. So he has to wear that stupid oh, Santa hat. God. What a horrible Christmas for this family. <laughs> yeah, they're having a miserable time. So Tom goes to his, his local deli to get... Some salami. Yeah. He's going to get some salami from his usual shop. And he goes to the store and he goes, hey, Tom. He's like, yeah. And uh, the guy, this old guy next to him goes, nice hat. <laughs> and Tom looks at him with daggers in his eyes. Oh, and those daggers will be turned on Drew when he murders him. <laughs> with salami. With salami. That's it. A massive cabana up the caboose oh my god mag you've gone rogue <laughs> i feel like we're either leaning more towards a dark comedy if something does befall drew or we might go down the path of love interest with the daughter but i, I don't know i'm seeing that less at the moment i mean i would have originally said that at the start but once we should once she was introduced i mean but it doesn't feel like we're going that way Hmm. It hasn't really gone anywhere, hasn't it? We've got that new doodah, really, and that's it's sort of maybe that's why I'm thinking like, is he a con man? Now I'm thinking like they try to con the family. But let's lay down some mise en scene multiplier. Let's find out the time period. I feel like we're in the '90s somewhere, but let's let's nail this down. Okay, actually, we are in 2004. Oh. Oh, wow, that's bizarre. Why the hell did this family still have dial-up? I mean, maybe that was just to show how poor they were. I don't know. Yeah, uh, dial-up in 2004. Um, yeah, I guess it was still, still around. It's still around, yeah, 2004. It yeah, was early 2000s. Wow. It wasn't, uh, yeah. And in America, it's probably, you know, they probably didn't have, you know, it probably was low, really expensive, wasn't it, to have, um, because the broadband wasn't around. I mean, broadband wasn't. Oh, really a thing wow, okay. until I don't know mate you know the millennium bug made it feel like we're living in the future <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah 2004 okay 2004 okay hmm okay haven't managed to piece together who might be in this movie yet I'm feeling maybe it's a bit of an unknown crowd we've got some famous people in this actually quite a few famous yeah there's quite a few okay. names you'd know alrighty well we'll uh, we'll hold the bacon number to one side for now okay. but I reckon let's um Let's get some more plot going on. Okay. Cut to Santa's grotto for the pictures. And Drew picks up this kid that's on Santa's knee and just chucks her, gets rid of her out of the... It's like a weird, like, hmm. motorhome thing, sort of like an old... Oh, yeah. You know those old metal, the the, the, the chrome style? The uh, Airstreams. Yeah, exactly. So um, the whole family get in there and they get, a uh, they get a photo and Drew's really happy. The dad's got his salami, so he's really happy. And the son and daughter look miserable. So there, they take the photo, and even the doodars there, and they're back at the house. Tom's like, uh, he's not happy. He's like, ah, oh, it's not working out. And he says, it's Christine, you know. It's, uh, it's she doesn't, you know, she doesn't really want you here. And all Come that. on, Tom, be a man. All that's going to do to Drew is he's just going to find a way of getting rid of her and replacing her with a new mom. <laughs> yeah. So he has a little word with him, and and then Drew's like, come on, Tom. 
you know, you've got this money coming, you mate, why don't you do something for yourself? Don't you think it's a bit of, you need a bit of Tom time? <laughs> Tom shares a bit of information about him and Christine. And uh, what do you think uh, he says to Drew? He's going to say, well, things have been a little flat in the bedroom lately. And uh, I've been looking to spice it up. <laughs> what, with a curry? No. <laughs> so, they're having some marriage problems. Okay. We were going to split up anyway. We were going to tell the family uh, at Christmas that they were going to get a divorce. So, Oh, um, okay. Oh, well, I mean, this is so true of all Christmas and early 2000s and late 90s movies. The families are always divorced. Okay, so does he maybe help him with a lawyer or something? No, not quite. So... He's like, come on, you need a bit of Tom time. Maybe it's time to think about you for a little while. Just have some fun, you know. You you, you need to lighten up a little bit. And so he ends up talking to Christine, and he's sort of saying, Drew's saying, ah, oh, I think I'm getting ripped off here. I'm not really getting a real family. And Christine's like, so what? People fall in love <laughs> and have babies, pay bills, and then stop touching each other. <laughs> Whoa, Christine, she sounds like she's pent up. Yes, she's very pent up. So Drew tries to do a bit of repairing and says... Why don't we just go shopping? Uh, I know the best makeup guy. I know he owes me big. He says, I don't think you realize how beautiful you are. I don't think you see it. Oh and dear. she, yeah. <laughs> what does, so he, she, she thinks, oh, she's like, well, thank you. You know, like she loves this idea of going to see this guy to yeah. get herself all doled up and that. And she's like, you make your old mama so happy. <laughs> Okay, because, yeah, I was thinking it was more going to go down the path of, like, are you trying to seduce me, Miss Robinson? Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. We cut to Drew trying to connect with Alicia. He says, let's, let's go and do something. What do you think he, he says to go and do? Oh, ice skating? You're not far off. Not ice skating. Something you would, you would need a hill. You need a hill. Oh, they're going to go sledging. Yes, tobogganing, to be precise, precise uh, to be to be precise <laughs> easy for me to say and tobogganing is a very weird word to type you know I've never it really is. done that before I don't think I've ever written it out so he's like come on let's go to the bargaining she's like oh that's a stupid idea he's like come on stop being a, take a bug up your ass come on let's go and uh, <laughs> like so um, so he persuades her to go and as they go outside Tom has bought, a, bought something new and shiny what do you think he rocks up in Ooh, Tom has bought a new car. A new muscle car, yes. Whoa, okay, is it going to be like a Mustang? It might be something like a Mustang. It's got that long bonnet, and it's sort of, um, it's a nice-looking car. So he gets there, he's like, ah, oh, look at my new car, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Christine's outside, and there's Doodah standing there, and she's like, are you smoking pot? And he's like, uh, he just walks off. And so <laughs> he's like, we're going to go to bargaining. We cut to the mother. She's ended up doing a photo shoot with this stylist. Right. Okay. <laughs> Saucy. Yeah. And the uh, the photographer. And I recognise. I need to. I recognise the the uh, the actor. But anyway, he's being French. Uh, he is uh, taking some photos. Uh, he's like, mm, yes. And then the assistant's there, and like, he's like, ah, oh, get out of here. You know. Oh, that's that's the wrong accent. But he's like, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> get away from my croissants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, get out of here. I'm taking some photos. Christine's like, yeah, get out of here. 
And so the photo shoot starts, and it's like, it's like Austin Bars. Yeah, yeah, oh, baby. He's like, we're a tiger. Yeah, he's like, yes, 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 no, no. And uh, <laughs> so, um, and she's, guess what she's like, what, guess what she's uh, straddling uh, all of a sudden? Ooh, um, is it going to be festive themed, this thing no. she's straddling? Okay. Um, I'm going to then just say it's a motorbike. Yeah, it's a ding, hey. a motorbike. And it's like, sweet little cherry pie. It's that song. <laughs> this is turned into like, Drew is getting the family's groove back kind of thing. Is that what, that's what yeah, feels like think- happening. Drew's kind of, he appeared annoying, but then it's like with anything, right? It's if you can find something that everyone hates, that's you can unite over it. And they all hate Drew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think he even realizes it. He's, he's playing the fool, but, uh, he doesn't. He is the fool, and so she's she's dressed up. She is the makeup she's got on is ridiculously over the top, like like, and she's wearing this stuff. She's wearing like leopard skin trousers, like legging wow. things, and she's wearing these big red boots, and she's on a motorbike sucking on a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, okay, Kathy. Yeah, she's loving it though. She's absolutely loving it. Wow, wowzers. Well, good on her. Good on her. Okay, so yeah, so he seems to be acting as this, yeah, this glue that's kind of bringing it back together. And, you know, it's definitely, I was thinking originally maybe it was going to be more magical Christmas, but it's more sort of grounded in the in the holiday. You know what? I'm going to say, let's go for, go for 69er. Breaker, breaker, 69er. <laughs> okay, let's get mini 69 Let's do this. Coats! Someone said coats. Get the coats. You gotta get coats. Get the coats. Oh. Uh oh. Oh. Silence. Some things cannot be unseen. Brian. Brian. Can't be unseen. Flute music. Probably at the travel lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave the house. The tra- travel lodge is no place to be at Christmas. No. Merry Christmas. Mom? Mom? Come back, Mom. Oh, dear God. Oh, oh wait a minute. Uh, ooh, there's more of Mom's Christmas buffet. Oh, if you think we're staying after that display, think again. <laughs> Trollops who pose for dirty pictures and various incestuous overtones <laughs> and old, unexplained men. This is without a doubt. old unexplained men okay i assume that was tom who was like i'm going to the travel lodge (laughs) yeah poor tom hmm okay so i'm thinking there's gonna be uh, i don't know actually yeah it's hard to pin down what was going on there exactly i feel like that who the person at the end who was that talking was that um the lady you're talking about yeah, that's going to be yeah, someone that we haven't we've met, not yet, met her yet. Yeah, we've not met her yet. Mm, I'm going to say, is she talking? So she might be talking about the mum. Has she seen her like weird photo shoot <laughs> thing she did, potentially? Right, yeah. Maybe she's a complete outsider and she thinks Drew is actually one of the family members. And then she sees Drew like kissing the daughter or something. Maybe that's where the incestuous thing come in. Right, okay, but that's yeah. just my guess. Hmm. Food for thought. I'm gonna say let's 
Let's continue with the heaping of a custard card. Give me some more plot. Okay. So they go to Bogganing and they go up a hill and they take a brine with them as well. But Alicia's like, woohoo, what a great hill. He's like, Drew, we must risk paralysis or there's no point. <laughs> so, because they send Drew down this little, um, it's literally about 10 foot and he slides down and he hits the bottom and they're like, oh, wow, that was amazing, Drew. He's like, no, come on, we've got to risk paralysis, there's no point. So suddenly they're in a helicopter. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so he really just brings out the bucks when he needs to. This guy's yeah. got a money pit. Yeah, and yeah, he's not shy to splash the cash. And they find they're on top of a mountain all of a sudden. Oh, okay. On top of a mountain. Yeah, that's right. what it looks like. They've really gone. Okay. He's gone all out. He's like, no, 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 no. You're not taking. You know, I'm not having you taking a piss out of me. We're going to go somewhere proper and go down a proper Hardcore. hill. So Brian's like, nah. See you later, you idiots. <laughs> Chickens <laughs> out. So I don't know where he goes. I don't know how he gets back. But Alicia's like, uh. Go on, you're not going to do it. Huh? Go on, Drew. Oh, you'll do it. So he's like, no, no, I, I could do it. I could do it. So she, she goads him. Mm-hmm. He falls for it. So she gets on with him. He's like, what, you're coming to? She's like, yeah. And they absolutely fly down the mountain. And they're laughing and laughing and laughing, having a great oh, it's, time. It's all fun and games until... <laughs> until a smasher it. No, they didn't really. They oh. fell off um, and they're laughing. Oh, isn't that fun? And then they slowly <laughs> look at each other. Will they, they lean in? Will they lean it? Do they kiss? Oh, he goes to lean in. And guess what she does? She sneezes in his face. She does! <laughs> <laughs> Whimsical, <laughs> yet erotic. <laughs> oh, mate, you, you've got some good ones today. You really are on a roll. Yeah, I have, you know, like, just full disclosure, definitely haven't seen this movie. But I just <laughs> it feel... feels like you have. It's like you've got some sort of weird sixth sense. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm just, um, I've just, I'm just such a Christmas guy. You know, <laughs> you, are. you watch many Christmas movies. So, because suddenly she's now sick, so oh, they well. sit in the in the. I think it must be in the living room or something with with blankets on and a hot drink with all like. And now they're both got a cold. Now they're friends. Absolute classic, you know. After all, frolic in the snow. So now we cut to the mother coming back in red leather boots walking back and Tom's Tom's got the hood up of the car and he's looking underneath it he looks to her and says uh, you look different uh, do you do something different and she's like are you serious he's like ah uh, I mean you, you look good she's, she, she just doesn't say and she just goes oh new wheels smooth Tom and he's like uh, do you recognize it she's like uh, and he opens the door for the car. She looks in and suddenly recognises the inside of the car. So I'm assuming that's alluding to something they did inside the car. <laughs> because... Like they, he bought back a car from years ago or something yes, that they exactly. conceived their kids Pretty much, in. that's what he alluded to. And he's you like, old hound dog, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not recognise it? He's like, yeah, of course I recognise it. And she walks off. And so back to Drew and Alicia. Okay. And they sat there and he gets to open up about a Christmas moment. He says, surely there must be a Christmas moment for your past. She's like, yeah. When I was about nine years old, I went for a walk and I found this oak tree covered in icicles. And she <gasps> pretended she was a princess in a winter wonderland. It was magical. <laughs> so she pre she she had a premonition about the movie Frozen, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it, doesn't it? I mean, Disney is known for stealing ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, she said it was magical, and then they both blow their nose at the same time. 
Whoa, they're so in sync. <laughs> then we cut to um, song Feliz Navidad. Oh, yes. Feliz Navidad. And I've accidentally put Dad helps Muslim put a decoration up a decor. <laughs> what? what? I think I'm supposed to put mum. <laughs> Dad helps Muslim discover Christmas. Wow, this <laughs> this just transcends so many boundaries. <laughs> yeah, what a film was a way out of his time. Oh god! Whoops. <laughs> so, Dad helps Mum put up a decoration. Okay, and he, that makes, he lands yeah, gotcha. a smacker on his wife because he's got his new car and she's had got new red boots and someone taking weird photos of her. So there, they've re- found a bit of spark again. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. And they lay the table where Mum makes Christmas gingerbread men, <gasps> and they put stockings above the fireplace. But Doodah. <laughs> he doesn't actually have a Christmas stocking, so what do you think he puts up there instead? Oh, he's going to put some gross manky sock, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Drew, he's like, what the hell? He throws the sock into the fire because God knows what that's like. And then the gingerbread house is made and then Drew and Alicia are throwing like, uh, I don't know, sugar on top or something. And old Doodah's dancing around the tree with Alicia. And then right. Drew's like, oh, can I have a go? So then they try and dance and stuff. And uh, he invites her outside. Ooh, okay. He puts a red and white scarf over her eyes as for a surprise. Oh, uh-oh. Guess uh, where he takes her? He takes her to the magical icicle tree. Yes, well yes. done. Yes. <laughs> I thought originally when you said outside, we're just going straight for the mistletoe. <laughs> yeah, he could have done that. But no, you, he found the frozen tree. She's, she is amazed. But then guess what else turns up, Mark? It's not just the tree. Oh, um, okay. It's not just the tree. You're gonna if you get some of this, I'm gonna be very. I'm, I'm gonna be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's popping into my head is like a pony for some reason, but I'm assuming. Oh it's not. well, mate, you are. <laughs> There's a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a mange? Uh, was it? What, yeah, a manger. manger. <laughs> a manger. <laughs> it was some, it's some miracle. <laughs> it's, how are you doing this? And then guess who's in the guess who's in the manger? Um, is Brian in there for some reason? No, no, he's not. No, we don't know any of these people. But guess what? Um, what people are stood in the manger? The three wise men. Yeah, the three wise men. What other animal do you reckon there is? Is there going to be an animal that's like really out of place, or is it? <laughs> well, I would say a sheep. No, it's not a sheep. No, no, something on topic of where the place is that they're trying to depict. Oh, um, a camel. Yes, well done. <laughs> I'm just so god darn religious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ and a Muslim. Right. <laughs> we have a weird Russian doll-looking statue of her with a weird round mouth. It's very odd. Okay. Um, a choir in a massive over-the-top sleigh um, and the manger with wise men and a camel and a donkey, a crane with an angel on wires hanging from the crane. <laughs> Whoa. This guy really just has such deep pockets. <laughs> and they're all singing. Away in a manger. <laughs> and my stepdaughter heard it. She was singing. She was going, no sleep for the hens. <laughs> like, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> no sleep for the hens. Brilliant. No sleep for oh. the hens. It's no, no, rest your head on the hay or something like that. It's completely <laughs> wrong. It's great. So, anyway, she turns around and she's like, she's not happy. 
Right, okay. Hmm, interesting. Hmm, but why, though? Yeah. Is it, like, because it was meant to be a secret and he's like yes mark how are you doing this <laughs> she says I understand i understand the female mind <laughs> you obviously do <laughs> jess is a very lucky girl so she says wow so you took a private moment i've never told anyone else you turned it into a theme park and she just shouts and we're going shut up just shut up <laughs> yeah drew you can't keep buying your way out of things <laughs> yeah yeah exactly she says I'm not mad. I've just thought you were more than this. <laughs> oh no, that means she really, she really like likes him. Oh my god, you can see right through it, Mark. You're a goddamn <laughs> genius. So guess what she does now? Classic woman in a film from the back in the day. She just storms off. Or? Storms off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought initially she might have just like gone mental and started just tearing apart the manger and then rode the donkey. Well, she no, she decided to take her dignity with her and storm off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the sensible choice. The if sensible you find choice. someone who's impressed by the big gesture, then then. Hold on to her. Otherwise, you're looking for a lifetime of loneliness <laughs> <laughs> and regret. This is not a very Merry Christmas anymore, <laughs> Rob. Oh, dear. The twists and turns are unbelievable. So we cut to Missy. She's back. Who has the bracelet and she absolutely loves it. Ooh. And the bracelet. Hey! Hey! So, <laughs> so um,. <laughs> And her parents, she's with her parents, and they're very posh. Their surname is Van Gilder. Ah, oh, well, anything that's Van or Von, you're, you're definitely dealing with old money. My name's Missy Van Gilder, everybody. <laughs> Missy Van Gilder and her magical bracelet. <laughs> so we're with Missy at her house. She loves the bracelet, and so is she now going to track down Drew? <sighs> How do you do it, Mark? How do you do it? <laughs> it's like it's like the creativity of Hallmark movies will require nothing of the sort. It's your superpower, isn't it? It's just yeah. this is your this is it. You found it. You this found your it. superpower. I am able to dissect the like I say, the inner workings of the human psyche. I can reach <laughs> in and, and and just have a little fiddle around like a expert surgeon and just really extract, you know. <laughs> fiddle around like an expert surgeon. Now there's a <laughs> sentence, mate. I Jesus. thought you'd like that, yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd like Oh, that. God. Hello, Doctor. I'll see you now. No. <laughs> yeah, and basically I just sort of plunge two hands into what, you know, looks like to me as a, a bag of sausages. <laughs> so she's on, she phones Drew and is like, oh, my God, how did you know? And it's like a really posh name of a, a design or something. And she's like, oh, you know, oh, I can see you're, you're in the neighbourhood, whatever. We're nearby. And, he, you know, so they're going to go look for him, yeah. So now we cut to the son who's on his computer again. Aha, back on the old dial-up. Yeah, so now what do you reckon he's looking at? So what did we have last time? We were like, come in, enter. Firm butt cheeks. Firm butt cheeks. Now we're going to have supple breasts. <laughs> we have naked Asian massage therapists. <laughs> oh, okay. That, I mean, again, very diverse. <laughs> yeah, would you like to hear the uh, the tagline for this one? <laughs> yeah, I would, go on. <laughs> Happy endings guaranteed. Hey. <laughs> Better want to hold up to that because um, we've got a pretty powerful lawyer from the start of this movie. If they're not guaranteed, you're going to have to watch out. <laughs> So guess who walks in? 
It's gonna be Drew. Nope. Oh. Um, is it gonna be uh, the sister? Nope. Oh, so so just um, the mum? Nope. No, older. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah, the doodah. Yeah, <laughs> the doodah. Yeah, <laughs> the doodah walks in and he says, "Oh my God!" He said, "What are we looking at here?" He's like, "We did a look at computer screens. We go to the bar, give the barmaid a quarter, and she show us her goodies." <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the time. He gets the mouse. He's like, how, "How do you use this thing?" <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he said, "So they turn. So they there's a menu. You come back out of there, and there's a menu of different things you can look at." He's like. Huh. Hmm. Middle-aged hotties. Let's choose that one. <laughs> and the picture slowly loads to reveal. Think about it, Mark. Who, who's it gonna be? It's gonna be the mum. It's the mother. <laughs> yeah. It's the photos from the photo shoot. <laughs> it's the big bright boots slowly appearing. And I was like, yes, yeah, the mother. And there she is, <laughs> with her legs in the air, just looking weird. And the son's like, what? is going on he's yeah. like it's your mom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where minute 69 comes in I'm yes that's what it's just after this oh so that other lady then must have been like the grandmother or something no it's not but do you do you know um what who the smashing and that was do you know what that was can you guess what that was? Mm. Oh, the smashing. Was it yeah. the computer getting thrown yeah. out of the house? <laughs> he gets the computer and brings it down and just <laughs> smashes it. And he goes, something's just not meant to be. Something's just can't be unseen. He just <laughs> smashes the computer monitor onto the off the stairs and down the floor. Brilliant. I'll be at the travel lodge. And um, Brian's in shock. He can't speak. And the doodah says, can, can you print that for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, doodah, you say the darndest things. <laughs> I want to lay down the old side of bacon, I think. It'd be interesting to try and figure out who some of these actors might be. So, main character Drew, has a ba- he's a bacon number of two. Ooh, okay, pretty low. He was in Just Not That Into with Bradley Cooper. I don't think I've... Oh, I probably have seen that inadvertently. I'm just trying to think who is, who's going to be in that, in that sort of time period. Oh, who is this going to be? I mean, it feels like a movie that would have someone like Seth Green in it or something. Or Do you like a clue? Sure. Okay. He's also played a superhero. Played a superhero? Hmm. Major superhero. It's not going to be darkness. Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. <laughs> He's, he, he was a bit... It was a bit darker than him. Oh, God. He played Batman. He played Batman. So it, it has to be George Clooney. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's not He's not everyone's favourite Batman at all. He's, he was a bit controversial when he got oh, the Oh, okay. Um, wow, this could go on forever. Um, ben <laughs> Affleck. Yes, Ben hey. Affleck. <laughs> okay, Ben Affleck. It's a Benny Fleck. Okay. <laughs> Tom, he is a big guy. And he talks like that. He's like from New York kind of thing. And he played a, a character for a, a series that was a long-running series that uh, he was a bit of a mean guy. Mean guy, long-running series. Or like The Sopranos or something. It's the Sopranos, that's oh right. Oh, my God. Okay, Tony Soprano. I don't know his name, but Yes, James Gadolfini. Ah, okay. Wow, what a, what a weird mix. Yeah. And Christine, she was... In a film about Christmas that's very, very famous. One of the go-to Christmas movies of all time. I mean, Home Alone, obviously. Home Alone, yeah. Oh, is she? Wow. Yep. Who was she in Home Alone? 
She was the mother. <gasps> Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. That's right. I definitely need to watch this movie now. She's great. And um, Alicia, she said someone once, you have bad hair. <laughs> Why does that sound so familiar? It's from Anchorman, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And what is it? What's her name? Applegate? No. Apple... Yeah. Christina Applegate. Yeah. Christina Applegate. Okay. Well, what a, what a mix of people. Yeah. So Missy is now, she's made her way to Drew and the other family, right? Mm-hmm. So she is she going for a big speech on how she needs and wants him back? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So she's giving it all that. And I'm guessing Drew, he he don't want none of that no more. She had her chance to go to Fiji and she blew it. He wants Christina Applegate. He does. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that I just I just landed on that. I wasn't too sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a good guess, yeah. <laughs> Let's go for our final flip the script. At this point now, we have uh, Missy's there and her parents are there. They mm. found him and they're there. So it's causing all sorts of mayhem. So the mother's like, God, we just get the hell out of here. And then Mr. Van Gilder says, oh, for God's sake, I've put up your high and mighty act for 25 years, but these people don't have to. And I, But I don't remember you being like this until you got knocked up by Skippy Ochula <laughs> and tricking me into marrying you. <laughs> Skippy Ochula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to rewind that a few times to try and understand what the hell that oh, name yeah. was. Hell, good eye, mate. I'm Skippy Otch. <laughs> yeah, you know her uh, whole that woman's speech about you know trollops and all that. Yeah, that was that was the Mrs. Van Gilder. Oh, Mrs. Van Gilder. Yes, yes the trollops and, and incestuous old men. Also, so <laughs> Mr. Van Gilder's completely lost lost his patience and finally spoke up for himself. And told her that, you know, you never used to be this um, snotty until you got knocked up by Skippy and it tricked mm. me into marrying you. Really, no family love anywhere in this film. <laughs> Let's bring it home, Rob. Okay. Got to make it through to, uh, to the end so we can get our Christmas put. Let's fire up the brandy and cook that goddamn pudding. Flambe away, my friend. <laughs> so the, obviously after finding out it's his mum on the computer... Drew offers to leave. He says, I think I've imposed. I'll write you a check. He says, no, you can stay, but we don't want your money. And Tom's like, shut up, woman. <laughs> so then Missy calls and loves, you know, finds out he loves the gifts and says, you're serious about things. And, and she wants to come and meet her family, his family. And now she wants to go to Fiji. So let's go tomorrow. <laughs> he tries to get out of it, but she's outside. Missy's outside and he freaks oh out. God. And he's like, um... And, and they tried to get more money, money out of him to pretend to be his family. He's like, 75K. And he's like, the, Tom's like, no, I'm not wearing the hat. So he gets, <laughs> he finally doesn't have to wear the hat. So the parents are there as well. And they knock on the door. Dudar has his understudy turn up. <laughs> because okay. he has to go perform at the play. But the only problem is... The new Dudar is black now. The other guy was white, and he's oh, black. It's so it's they're like, <laughs> it's gonna "What's cause going on?" Contractual problems. Yeah. So Alicia frightens Drew, and he drops the ham everywhere because she <gasps> appears out of nowhere. Not the salami. Yeah, because she was all upset with him, and then he's just come out of nowhere. So like, ah, shit! So he throws everything everywhere, and she's like, "You smell like fear." And he tries Ooh, to explain okay. to her, but she won't let him talk. Says, "I've got a surprise." You know the classic. <laughs> Oh, don't let him explain so there's a classic misunderstanding. Uh -huh. She walks out and then Missy walks into the kitchen where they've been stood. She's so happy. And she's like, oh, he's like, go back in the living room. And um, and, and obviously he, t he says to her, yeah, I love you too and all that. And guess who's standing at the back door listening to all of this? 
it's gonna be Elise. Elise, yeah, that's right. He says to her, no, I asked her to leave, but she wouldn't play. So they've asked to play along. It's all a bit of a mess. So she's like, oh, okay. So if you're going to be like that, I'm going to have a bit of fun of my own. So they, are, they argue in front of everyone. And and he blurts out that he made out made out in the kitchen to his, his supposed sister. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is where the ancestral bit comes from. Oh, okay. The mother goes upstairs and they're like, yes. Because the mother, obviously, Elise's, um, Missy's mother is all like hoity-toity and posh and all that. And yeah. so the, the Christine's like, oh, yeah, these are the stairs. We use these to go up, <laughs> like taking the piss. <laughs> so they walk into Brian's room in room, and they see, obviously, it's Mini 69. They're oh, like, oh, they see the photos on the on the computer. And Tom's like, uh, what? Why are you? And then it's like, that's his mother. And they're like, what the hell's going on? So then he throws the computer down the stairs. And then she's like, we're going to leave. Everyone's going to leave. And then Miss, Missy's mother's called Letitia. Of course. And she's like, oh, I've never heard something so crazy and ancestral and all that. So then the dad has a massive go. And Letitia's like, no, Missy, it's not true. But it kind of is. So basically she <laughs> finds out that's not her real dad um, as well. So it all just goes crazy. Oh, my God. So Mr. Van Gogh is like, Merry Christmas to Drew. And, they, uh, to Drew and, and then they leave. And yeah. uh, and then Missy's like, oh, let's just screw screw family all that. Just take me away. Take me to Fiji. And he's like, nah, I can't. I need to spend Christmas alone. But you can't spend Christmas alone. It's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wish he says that. But he says, after he says, oh, I need to spend this alone. She's like, what? Oh, well, I guess the only thing left to say to you is I'm keeping this bracelet. And then walks out. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, Missy, but, you know, fine. I mean, that means nothing to him. This guy, he's got millions and millions. He doesn't care about a bracelet. So here comes the confession. Oh, my God. He's not a millionaire. He's just a normal guy that came off the streets. I don't know. He's been dead this whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all dead. They all died in the fire 100 years ago this very night. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. <laughs> that would have been a great twist. It's the, so he's he's like, the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gasping. Um, so here's the lowdown. So there wasn't really a family at all. My dad walked out on Christmas when I was about four. So it was just him and his mum. She was a waitress at a 24-hour coffee shop. She had no money. She often worked on Christmas because there was a double shift available. And Christmas was just him sat around the house. He said he would go to her um, coffee, the coffee place, um, on Christmas to what, when she finished her shift, and she would get a massive stack of pancakes. So he sit there every year until he was 18, and then his mum died when he was in college. So he spent Christmas destroying Alicia's family <laughs> uh, instead. <laughs> and he's and she's like, that's what. Oh no, she says, oh, so you spent Christmas destroying my family instead. He's like, oh look, just chill out, we. They were going to split up anyway. <laughs> she's like. What? And what? then she just leaves. So he's all <laughs> alone again. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's the real lowdown. Right. I see now. I see now when you were saying about something that he never had. He really, he really never had it. No, he didn't. So what does he do with this new... So he's got a new grievance now. He's got and a new grievance. Well, so he's going to have to write it down. Yeah. And he's going to have to set that on fire. Yeah. But... This time, it really does cause an arson and the whole house goes up, <laughs> leaving them all homeless and they all sort of stand looking at the smouldering remains and then they're like, has anybody seen Duda? 
<laughs> no, he was only doing an understudy. Then, he was just an understudy and he got killed by the <laughs> Yeah. And then, oh, then, no. then we just have Carol of the Bells like, da, 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 da. And then the camera is on, is focusing on the back of the family and it's sort of pulling out and panning up as we then see fire engines arrive from either side. And it says, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bloody hell. So he writes that grievance and he writes on there, people I love always leave me. And he throws it into the fire and he says, I see dead people. No, he says, <laughs> he, he says, says, bang, bang, bitch. And then he hits a, <laughs> hits a trigger and the whole house blows up. Mrs. Missy's house blows up. <laughs> yeah, the bracelet flies out and just catches it. Yeah, he just catches it. And he's like, well, that's another one. <laughs> I bless I'm going to feed you by myself. <laughs> It was the plan all along. So now he says, then he says he puts it in the fire and he goes, I forgive you. Like that. And he claps his hands and the Christmas lights turn off. <gasps> Guess where he's gone back to, Mark? He's gone back to... 1979! No, he's gone back... <laughs> yeah, time... <laughs> finally, time travelled. I knew just, it. Yeah, just in time for the death of Disco. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's back in the city in his apartment and he's looking across... Um, it's like a, uh, you can see all the other apartments. Uh, there must be a courtyard thing there, and you can yeah. see other families and apartments across, all having so much fun. And he's sitting there eating a stack of pancakes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's just munching on some salami. So he's op- they're opening presents. Some are singing, and he watches um, Ebenezer Scrooge on a cartoon on his TV. And then there's a knock at the door. Timeless. Who's, Ooh, who's at the door? A knock at the door. It's going to be Elise. Nope. Oh. It's going to be the fire marshal. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Missy. Is she back for more? Nope, she's gone. It's going to be Tom, and he's wearing Tom. the hat. And he's like, come back, son. <laughs> we all miss you. Yeah, oh, he wishes. No, it's Tom, though. He does knock at the door, and he's like, uh, he's like, are you going to hit me? Tom's like, no. He's like, you owe me money. So he's come to collect. Oh, well, so I mean, that's fair. I mean, hey, a deal's yeah, a deal. Absolutely. So he, he gets out his check, and then as he does it, he finds the ticket for... What does he find the ticket for, Mark? <gasps> he finds the ticket for Fiji. <laughs> no, not quite. No, no. Someone else gave him a ticket earlier, gave everyone a ticket. Oh, he finds the ticket to the show. Yeah, Doodars play. Dude, I was play. Yeah, it's Christmas Carol. So Tom has what he says. Yeah, I got one too. And they they share a look and then they're like, bam, we're at the Christmas Carol play. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So Doodar is, what character does Doodar play, do you think? He is. So we're on the Christmas Carol. So is he playing Scrooge? He is, yes. And guess who else happens to be in the audience? Oh, it's going to be Elise. Yeah. And the mum. Yeah, and, and the rest of the family. It's gonna be Brian. Yeah, Brian's there. Yeah, so he, si- he sits. He's um. Tom goes to sit next to Christine. He's like, uh, she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, Dudas family, right? <laughs> so that's what he says to her. They 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 hold hands and look at each other longingly, and they realise that actually they belong together. Ah. Oh. Oh, so right. then, no- nothing that brings a family together like a eccentric thespian <laughs> yeah who's your fake 
parent slash granddad. So Drew's <laughs> sitting next six next to Brian. And Drew's like, uh, he says, go on, Brian, talk to the girl next to you. And he's getting all embarrassed. He's like, shut up, shut up. She's not going to like... And the girl's like, I can hear you. So then Brian starts talking to her. Brian and- says, I hope it's a happy ending. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> so... <laughs> and then just does like a little wink and like a... And like a gun. <laughs> yeah, a little... Yeah. So then, so so far, um, Drew somehow, just out of nowhere, has got Tom back with um, Christine. He's managed to get Brian talking to a girl, a real girl this time, rather than one on computer. And now, guess who he goes? He, he goes outside, and guess who he finds? Is Elise out there having a cigarette? Alicia's outside, yeah. It's outside in the cold. Okay, here we go. Last chance, big guy. Yeah, he says he's sorry. And she says, she asks what... The new where she says, "Oh, what what are you gonna do to ruin New Year?" Feisty. He describes the, the family. And says, "Oh, you know, your dad's back in there with your mum, and even Brian's talking to a girl." And says, um, "Well, I don't know about you, but the sister in the family is really smart, and she's really beautiful." <laughs> and it's really odd. He's saying this about me and right, sister, like, but he's talking like about third her person kind of. Yeah, thing. and then she smiles. She's like, she digs it. And then guess what they do. They smooch under they a mistletoe, smooch. probably. They smooch on the, on the snowy steps of the... It must be a school or something like that where the players, and they kiss. And miss, guess who guess who, <laughs> guess who? who drives past seeing them kiss? Ah, oh, it's going to be... What's her face? Old Vander, Vanderbilt or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the Van Gilders, <laughs> yes. Van Gilders, that's the one. And they see they see the, which they think are brother and sister. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, and the husband, he looks and he's wearing a monocle and it cracks out of just, like, stress. <laughs> yeah. So, and they drive. <laughs> I've never seen anything so, so disgusting. So they drive off. And then, so, now they're all sat together in the final scene. As the camera pans out from the place they're eating dinner, guess where they are, Mark? They're at the diner with the pancakes. The 24-hour diner. Yes! He said, he said earlier that he never went back to a diner after that because it was too painful. And there is closure. There's closure, there's healing, and there's a stack of delicious turkey pancakes. Because it's Christmas. <laughs> Turkey pancakes. <laughs> and, then, and then gobble, gobble. And then roll credits. Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> wow. What a story. What a roller coaster. I mean, was, I do it? like that there was closure there. And I yes. like that it really didn't go in any direction, I thought. I, like I say, <laughs> I was leaning heavily into the magic of Christmas. But I guess the true magic is that beyond all the hatred, we can yes, still love right. and we can love you know, again. You can pay people to be your family and then eventually they'll think of you one of your own. So money talks. Pretty much, actually, yeah. Actually, if anything, you're probably right there. I mean, take back all what I said. It's really about the <laughs> disgusting thing that capitalism, uh, capitalism has done to people and that you can buy your way to and, you know, anything. Yeah, you can buy your way through to and who anything. <laughs> I think that made sense. I'm not sure. Yeah, It doesn't, but it sounded like it should have. <laughs> is this what this is called? Capitalist Christmas. Oh yeah, we should probably go through what the um, what the uh, the film's called. Can you have a okay. guess? Is it going to be called Christmas in Law or something like that? No, <laughs> no. Um, it's going to be called quite. 
It's got Christmas in the title. Yes, the second word is Christmas. Oh, Christmas is in the title. Second okay, word, right? Is Christmas. So it's gonna be something along the lines. Of... Sounds like. Oh no, rhymes with conniving. <laughs> oh well, it's obviously believing Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> conniving. Um, Oh, uh, surviving Christmas. Well done, Mark. There oh, we go. okay. <laughs> okay, surviving Christmas, and you know that they did. That they did. Well, Ben did anyway. Ben survived. He's a true survivor. He survived every year. You know, having to go down to the pancake house. <laughs> he did, yeah. So without getting really fat. So yeah. <laughs> do you, what do you think then? What's your review of this film? My review, mate. Well, I think that the casting. It's quite a good choice. I wouldn't have really put those people together. I mean, but I, I do like uh, old Applegate and O'Hara there. Ben, you know, Ben's he has his ups and downs, but this is early Ben, so maybe maybe he's not too bad there. There was some good comedy throughout, so they did a good job of having that yeah that offbeat thing because like I, I I was trying to figure out where it was going to go and when it sort of seemed like it was the comedic stuff especially at the start with the head in the oven I was like okay we're going for like <laughs> dark but actually we went for a bit more complex didn't we there with the yeah. sort of you know the sort of nuance of actual daily struggles or struggles through Christmas I guess so yeah, yeah. I think that it seems to be a solid one to add to the repertoire when you've sort of filled up too much on the overly sweet and saccharine miracle on 34th Street, this is a good thing to bring you back down. It's a good bit of savoury on the side. Absolutely. I mean, there were some funny moments in it, but uh, and it wasn't, yeah, Ben Affleck being a bit goofy and a bit, you know, over over the top was a bit strange to see. But, you know, it start, I think definitely the end was a little bit, you know, the, the bit where they just suddenly had a ticket and they sort of almost just sort of, you know, it just forced its way into there because you well, think, well, how are yeah. they going to get everyone back together? Mm. And you're like, oh, it was just a ticket. It was a, a loose connection. But, you know, it, it got the happy ending everyone wanted, but it was a bit, uh, just a little bit of a, um, I don't know what, it's a, it, it lost its, it's, it had all this stuff in the middle and there's some stuff, good stuff going on, but it didn't land it very well. Yeah, like the momentum, yeah, the momentum kind of dropped off yeah, a bit. That's it, that's it, yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, it was still it's still funny. It was better than I thought it was going to be. So, if you want a, um, an easy watching film that is, uh, well, that loses its way at the end, this is the film for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for something that has mild direction, then do tune in. <laughs> well, I was going to say I would have liked it to probably end somehow wrapped up in Fiji or something maybe. Yeah, like yeah. The like, yeah. that kind of obviously was, you know, one of the first things out the gate there. So maybe if it just sort of closed on that. I think also the whole thing the hijinks with the uh, with Missy you no know, thinking they're actually brother and sister and all that sort of stuff. I think they could have played more on that and been a bit all loads more awkward situations and then being really disgusted every time they saw it and they just couldn't they didn't know what to do i think they could have played on that a bit more but true i just quickly googled this myself out of curiosity and i don't know how to frame this but when i said about has ben affleck and i don't know personally i'm not a massive fan i know he's kind of um he is kind of you know he has got his his moments isn't he he's definitely won his accolades there but he's also had some real down points and I don't know if this is just the Ben effect, but the the tomato, the overseeing tomato, the rotten one, you know what one I'm talking about, rotten tomatoes, they yeah. give this a, a, an 8%. An 8%. <laughs> an 8%. <laughs> so 
what we like to do here at AV Club 69 is we take that 8% and we had 100 points. This is a 108% movie. Watch it now. <laughs> 8%. Fantastic. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that, Mark. I hope you enjoyed uh, going along on that ride. I did. Yeah, good. Well, it's just one of those Christmas journeys that you have to take. And, you know, sometimes you think, oh, it's going to be easy to work this out. And you got loads of guesses right. You guessed some of the obscure <laughs> things right as well, which was fantastic. So well done on that. Thank and, you very much. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to watch it, it's available on Amazon. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I've, I've Just before we go, though, yep. I have – we've received an email, Mark. Oh, my God. What? No. This I know. Is, someone's that puts actually my emailed in. That puts my theory to shame that I thought the only reason why we had nothing in the inbox is because we were being interfered with by the, the Chinese, but clearly <laughs> wasn't the case. <laughs> well, we've had an email from Rob Pettifor. Oh, like the little chocolates. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for sending in your email, Rob. This is uh, great to have an email. He says, "Hi, Mark and Rob. Loving AV Club sixty nine. Well, thank you very much. Ah, thank you. Where do you find these films? He says, <laughs> "You've definitely figured out the format. I was going to email sooner to suggest ditching the ditching the dice, which we did early on in, on the, on this. Yeah, series. we realised that was probably a way to go go with that. Yeah." Yeah, so he said, I wish he did pretty soon. Um, he's got a couple of films he's recommended for us, Ooh. which I won't say out loud just in case I use one of them, Mark, so you don't. <laughs> There's some funny, it's funny, he's, he's, he's actually given me three or four, no, four um, recommendations now, which some of them seem pretty random, so I'm looking forward to watching those. Okay. And he says, keep up the good work. Cheers, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Yes, well, thank you very much, yeah, to prove that the... The data is still flowing. The inbox is working. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we'll get on that and hopefully we can watch for those. But we're going to be staying with the Christmas theme throughout the month of December. Um, so God yes. knows what Christmas shenanigans we will find on our way. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Um, it's been enjoyable once again. And uh, Join us next week for what other ridiculous place we'll end up and hopefully more ho-ho-ho-ho-hos. <laughs> Definitely more hoes. Okay, well, let's go and get that last helping of Christmas cake before, you know, that creepy uncle does. You know the one. Yeah, old do-da. Ta-ra. Bye.